Welcome to the One Drink with John podcast. Today is episode eight, Track Your Family Tree. My special guest today is my oldest brother, David Lemon. He has a PhD in mechanical engineering. He is a husband, a father of five wonderful kids, a thinker, and a part-time ancestry tracker when he's not busy chasing the kids around. David, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, John. It's good to I'm so glad I got to see here. you. This is great. This is great. And so we're actually down in the uh, David's study or man cave, uh, down in the basement of his house at his bar, and we are drinking our today's drink is a gin and tonic. And this is in honor of our father, who it was one of his favorite drinks. So and actually the only drink I've ever seen him have is a gin and tonic. So but we have some... Uh, Gordon, yeah, Gordon's. To dad. Yeah, to dad. So these are really good. We've used Gordon's gin and some tonic and a little lime and taste very, very good. So, so David, uh, we wanted to, or I wanted this podcast to be um, kind of talk about your ancestry history that you have tracked down and what you've done. Um, so what, what have you done? <laughs> well, what have I done? I, right. <laughs> not a lot. Yeah. It's so, yeah, it's your, it's your answer. So how did too. you, uh, yes. Yeah, so how did you get interested in this and what's, what's, um, how did you get started? Like, what were you, like, what was the, what were you thinking of? Like, oh, I wonder what our grandparents did or how did you start kind of this journey? Like many things in my life where I'm like, gosh, <laughs> this is important, and I don't know that. I better f- find out. I better figure it out. It's like that. It's like cars. I don't right. know how to... F- it's probably important to know how to fix a car. I better learn it. And you should do some research that, and figure this mo- out. <laughs> so same with genealogy. It's like, well, I was like, well, we should know our family tree. I mean, that's kind of important. So does anybody mm-hmm. know? So uh, trace it back to a day... Granny was over at our house. Granny mm-hmm. is our, our grandmother on her father's side. Mm-hmm. She used to live next door to us, and uh, I was at home. This is after I was married and moved to Pennsylvania, but I was back home, and Granny was there, and I just said, Hey, Granny, I want to write down our family tree. And she had done genealogy. She, was, she and Granddad were genealogy buffs. Oh, I didn't know that. Well... Granddad, I think I finally figured out because (laughs) so when I asked her and she said, well, I'll tell you, she told me what she could think off the top of her head. And I just started drawing the family tree. And I think I still have the piece of paper where I started to write down what she told me. Oh, cool. So she could tell me, you know, going back to her great grandparents, probably she was kind of having trouble recalling the names. And and that's just like me. You know, I can't. Sure. Um, So. She did, and uh, that got, that got the ball rolling. Um, now, Granddad, he he was into it, and I was thinking about this just you know like earlier today. I was like, you know, why? What what motivated him? He, I think he had a. It was a mystery to him because his great grandfather, his grandfather, uh, never. I don't think ever talked about who his parents were. I think he was mm-hmm. he was raised by a single mom and I found out later. I mean, this was none of, nobody knew. Mm-hmm. And like I think Granny I asked Granny is like, "Well, well who was uh, Oliver Perry <laughs> Lemons? This is the Lemon side, you know. Where does Lemon come from?" <laughs> She's like, "Well, I don't know. I don't, we never found out." And so that got that was what really was my 
obsession was, gosh, I, I bet with this new thing called the internet, you know, <laughs> this was years ago. I was like, I bet, I bet I could find something. There's got to be something out. So I started, you know, searching um, about the lemon tree, the lemon side, and trying to find if there's any information. And so that's how I learned what you look for, what you, what sources you use and then you find it about the census data which is really great you know the founding fathers had a great idea that <laughs> every 10 years we're going to take a census of the whole country and then every census they kept adding more data into the census mm -hmm. but it goes back to 1790 oh wow it's like well yeah so now is that is that public data so you can get that information online or how did you well, how did you actually get a hold of it as the well like, it's it's been kind of tricky because <clears throat> um at first yeah there were genealogical genealogical societies where people would transcribe it because it's all written in books mm -hmm. or books that had been put on microfilm so they mm -hmm. go through the microfilm and it's all all the records especially back in the 1800s were handwritten and um, so you had to read what you know, the handwriting and the hand, somebody oh, sure somebody's, somebody's handwriting can be ago. difficult sure and so you know there's errors and stuff but there was the the ancestry dot com was just getting started then mm -hmm. and they could you could sort of search their information a little easier at first before they started really you know to charge everybody charge. Yeah. <laughs> they did charge back then so I, I think I paid for like a uh, introductory membership or something at the time because there was some searching I was doing. But I was able to find some census data on Oliver Perry Lemon and um, the problem was so I couldn't couldn't find anything where he was young enough to be living with a parent. It was all okay. like after he was an adult and he was always on his own and there was never, they, he never listed anybody's, any information about his parents Okay. Um, I think maybe he said his mother was from Ohio. Okay. Okay. Well, he lived in Ohio. It was in Muskingum County, and so sure. <laughs> we knew that because Granddad was always, you know, the ancestral. You know, his father moved from mm -hmm. Zanesville, Ohio. Okay. He grew up. He his father had grown up in Zanesville. The family then moved to Springfield, and then that's where. Right. It was funny because it seems like on every side of the family tree, everybody ended up moving to Springfield. That's what a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, because that's where little we grew. Springfield, that's where we Ohio. What a weird place out of the whole world, to, well, or the whole country to end up in. And it's one of those genealogy. Yeah, it's like one of those things. It's like you know, well, it's not just a coincidence. It's actually why you came to exist because they were right. all there. Well, that's actually that's a, <laughs> actually that's a good point. It's not. Yeah, it's not that all these people said, "Hey, we're going to get together in Springfield, Ohio." It's like, oh no. These people were together in Springfield, Ohio, and they got together, and then that's why we came about. So yes, it's a little <laughs> Springfield and Dayton, it's a, little, it's a little different story. So well, that's cool. But it was it was the so anyway so I did so after some searching, I started to put some information together, and I learned about genealogy and how you you know you look at birth dates, you see what makes sense, and you come up with a you have to come up with a story. You have to come up with a. Uh, a narrative as to how you think things happened. Okay. Now, and when you were um, when you were doing this, did you like start kind of drawing out like a tree? I mean, I know you talked about it that originally that was what you. But how were you? Was there anything software or anything you were using to to track it, or you no. just started just kind of writing out names and 
And, uh, no, I later got some software because I started to have a lot of information. But I was just looking at this one family. Oh, so you just started just to look at this particular line. Yeah, I said I'm, you know, I'm not going to be one of those people. Gotcha. I'm just going to. I'm, I'm just. I want to answer this question. This is really all I care about. And. Just this one thing I'm going to look at. Right. And so who were, uh, I would mainly just sort of stick to one question that I was trying to answer. Right. I'm very busy. I I still don't have any time to do this. Right, right. So You have a full-time job. You're a father. You have, yeah, five kids. You have a lot going on for sure. Yeah, it's it's just, you know, I'll have like, oh, I got five minutes here, you know, every (laughs) month. Uh, So... There, so it was neat. What really was exciting was that I was getting somewhere, and I was actually beginning to unravel this mystery of who Oliver Perry Lemon's parents were. And I That's found cool. one. Uh, it was the uh, eighteen. Which one was it? Eighteen sixty. So it was eighteen seventy. He was born in eighteen sixty four. He was mm-hmm. born, at, you know, during the Civil War, mm-hmm. and there was just. Uh, a one record that the problem was that his name was not transcribed into the searchable uh, census records okay. correctly. It was on Ancestry, I think it was. But you could look at the 1870 census with an Ancestry membership. And people had, at that time, begun to get all of it transcribed so you could search it. It was searchable then. Oh, okay, gotcha. And then you can pull up the original page and see what was written on it. So you try variations on the name. It was like, I think it was a one, L-E-M-O-N, but it was O-L-O-V-E-R was what somebody had reported. Oh, okay. I well, I, that, guess there, I guess this could be, I mean, there could be a lot of errors in the translation. and I mean, just because you said a lot of things is, are handwritten on the census data. So there's a lot of errors, and I'm, so you kind of have to. So if somebody's, so if somebody at home is trying to search this down, they have to understand that there's going to be, there's going to be errors. There's know, typos when it was written. There's right. typos when it was written. Right. Uh, sometimes people just gave wrong information to the census taker. Like right. they, they, <laughs> they think they think that their mother was born in you know. Uh, you know, Wisconsin, right. but they were born in Kentucky, and they just right. they go by family lore and things. And oh, okay, like so whoever answers the fact. door, that may, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's like you get somebody to answer the door, and they're just trying to get them to go away, so they may give them whatever they know and just. Yeah. I think they are born in whatever. Yeah, yeah, uh, they're, they're born. Oh, they're, where they're, are they from? They're, oh, they're from, they're from the from old Boston, country. They're from the old country from Germany or something, <laughs> and actually they weren't. Like their grand great grandparents were from Germany, but not them. But anyway, that right. happens all the time, and sure. it's common stuff. <laughs> but uh, you you start you can put that into the story as well. You're like, yeah, people must not have known much about this person, so they didn't put very uh, consistent information down. Like you'll get conflicting information all the time. So you no, have that, to. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I could see that. Yeah, I could see how. Yeah, especially the census data. Well, even like. Um, some of the things you've used that I've seen is, um, you know, death certificates and, and, you know, there can be errors on that. I mean, it, it, just sometimes reading the handwriting, mm-hmm. you know, if it's a doctor right filling out a death certificate, I mean, we've seen doctors write prescriptions and we can't read those. So like sometimes yes. you can't really figure out what is on those. So yeah, the, I can the see the information certi- isn't always super accurate. So that makes sense. But sometimes, but, but you can get a tremendous amount of information and it doesn't take a lot of really, you know, uh, exact data to start filling in blanks in a story. 
So that's what you do. You sort of have blanks in your story, and you, you find that like one come piece up with like a hypothesis. So like, okay, I think, yeah, this is what I think the story is. Let's try to yeah. track it back and then sort of prove it that way, Prove I guess. or disprove. And you got to be willing to disprove your, your favorite theories, too. Right. So the, the theory we found, so this record I finally found. So okay. 1870, and he was living with uh, a woman named Mary Jane Lemon. So... Uh, you think, okay, well, that's his mother, but his father must have died or something, and so who was he? So then we start, you know, you start looking for Mary Jane Lemon in previous records, and you can see that he was living, actually, in 1870, he was living in the household of a guy named, um, okay, now, now I'm not going to remember, <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, give me a second, Wilcox. Uh, so his name was um, James Wilcox, mm-hmm. and... This this was uh, somebody who was like in his eighties, and uh, but Mary Jane was living there. Mary Jane Lemon. So why is somebody named Lemon with a child, a single mom, living with this older man? Right. And so I go back to a previous census, and it turns out that Mary Jane Lemon was um, uh, the daughter of somebody named. Uh, uh, whose maiden name was Wilcox, a woman whose maiden name was Wilcox. And it's there that you finally realize that, well, Oliver Perry Lemon's, Lemon's name doesn't come from a father, but from his mother. Uh-huh. And oh, so I she see. was a single okay. mom at that time. Okay. So, so we're then living with, I guess, her grandfather. Her living father. with her grandfather. Her grandfather. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, you're like, how does this name fit into that? Okay, that makes sense. So, so it's like you, like you're a detective trying to figure out what the... You're like, oh, and then... And I'm sure, you know, I can only imagine in everybody's tree, there's something where there's a single mom or something that you don't expect. You know, you yes. you think that your your grandparents, your great-grandparents and everybody like, oh, they just got married and they never got divorced. And, that you know, it's just one. But that's not the way it happens, is it? You start tracking things back even older than, you yes. know, back in the old days. No, everybody got, never got divorced. Well, then why is there a single mom living with her grandfather? So, yeah, things, you know, people's lives were not much, you know, terribly much, you know, things happened then the same as they happen now. Yeah, they just didn't. Yeah, I think it maybe life. it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't public like on Facebook, well, like it is now. But it's the people are the same. So yeah, that's a very was, good point. Yeah, this was something that never got passed down to the family, at least not in that I heard or anything. Yeah, but anyway, it was it was really beautiful story, and you just sort of began to. It's like that you ha, you have these pieces of the puzzle, and you have to put them together and see how they fit. Right. And uh, also, just be forewarned that when you start looking in your family tree, just be warned <laughs> that you may find things that you didn't want to find. You know, that sure. you may or may may. Well, of course, all the time it's like, wow, that right. was really interesting right, to right. find out that. And it's like, <laughs> oh boy, right? It's an interesting Yikes. story. That yeah, it's, it might not be as <clears throat> politically correct as you thought it would be, or something. Just it's kind a, of a different. thing. It's a mix. So. It's just there's yeah. always a mix. There's the. The good, the bad, and the ugly, and the... <laughs> well, it's family. I think that's I think that's in every family tree. Yeah, I mean, she, no matter what, there's always something. But yeah, I think so, that's interesting. So that's this, so cool so that you were able to track that down. And then, and then you, like you said, you know, maybe it wasn't a real popular story. And so they, you know, that she was a single mom or you yeah. know, maybe had a kid out of wedlock. Who knows exactly? But then, yeah, and we didn't know anything about it, you know, how many, three generations later. But you were able to track that down. That's really cool. So Now, there's there's a... There's more to the story. All right. Well, when let's my, go. <laughs> well, when my when when mom was clearing out the house, which had been our grandparent, granny, and granddad's house, mm-hmm. and 
all of Granny and Granddad's stuff, well, not all of it, but a lot of it was still there. Um, there was like, like there was a briefcase type bag and it had Granddad's genealogy notes and research stuff, oh, wow. information, things that he had gotten in the mail. Wow. Now, and, did you know? Did you know anything about that before? Or did I you, thought that it was gone. I didn't. You had think never found it. Okay, cool. No, we didn't know. I was like, "What's in here?" And I was like, "Oh, there it is. It's a gold so, mine. <laughs> this is perfect." <laughs> well, what I found out was that actually, Granddad was on the trail. He had already pretty much found all the things that I had already found. Oh, cool. He was looking at the same James Wilcox family. Well, there's more to it. Like, we had the the key of William, Oliver Perry Lemon, Oliver Perry Lemon's, um, uh, you know, oldest, earliest photograph shows him with his cousin, Ira Wilcox. and says, cousin Ira Wilcox. doesn't say how he's related to Ira Wilcox, but as it turns out, uh, Ira Wilcox is the... Uh, he's his cousin, his, but his, it's actually, uh, Oliver Perry Lemon's grandmother's sister's son. Oh, okay. Right, no, grandmother's, sorry, brother's son. His, oh, okay. his grandmother, uh, Mary Lemon, Mary Wilcox Lemon mm-hmm. had a brother and then, the, oh, so wow. they were cousins. They were like gotcha. once, once removed. Right, right. So, but oh, that cool. was never, that had never been explained, but I think granddad had traced at least had. that much down. And I think he was aware of Mary <laughs> Jane cool. Lemon. But I don't think he ever told. I mean, he did. He may not have brought it up. Yeah, Dad like he never just, heard anything about right. it. So I think he was not quite sure what the exact story was. He was he was going to withhold yeah, judgment yeah. until he figured it out. Sure. But that was, you know, well, that's really. I think that's so cool that you were. It was kind of the same. You know, like you said, you were you were being a detective trying to figure this out, and you were along the same lines of what. What our grandfather was tracking down. He already had it. He already, he'd already was, figured. He's already it out. there. Already there. And you're like, oh, if I'd only. Oh, that's so <laughs> cool. I love that. Now, um, another thing um, that I think is a great story in our um, uh, in our family tree, and it helped with my brewing, getting me started as brewing, and ended up with my beer book. Beer makes everything better. Um, was when we go back to kind of like tracking things down on death certificates. And I, I guess now they, they don't have a lot of information on death certificates today. It's just not the same as um, before because cause back in the day, like the ones. Um, so basically, tell me the story of how you found out about John Johann Grimm and how you tracked his death certificate down because I think that's really interesting. So, so, so a really great resource that I started, I found because I didn't just stop with the Lemon family. I just couldn't. I was addicted and <laughs> you got started. Obsessed. It's great. Yeah, so <laughs> tracking down other parts of the family tree, and uh, one of the resources I use is um, FamilySearch.org. It's free, which is great. You be, you have to sign on and become a a member. It's it's um, something that the you know the Church of Latter Day Saints has sort of. Um, been operating like preserved or okay it was one of it's one of their activities i think cool really great resource they have a lot of records there um you know maybe not quite they haven't like bought up things like ancestry has because they have a lot of financial resources mm-hmm. but and uh, they have the records and that's all i really care about is getting sure getting to look at them and one of the record sources that they had kind of early on was the death certificates from ohio uh, from like 1900 to 1950, something like that, or oh, 60 wow. or something okay. like that. So a lot of people from, you know, 19th century, people born in the 1800s, mm-hmm. you know, lived into the 1900s. And so their, their death certificates were there. So 
you know, I was looking into Granny's Granny's family, and uh, right, which is the Grimm family. Well, her yeah, she's Grimm. Her maiden name is Grimm, um, mm-hmm. Swiss, uh, and uh, we know that the uh, Granddaddy Grimm, who I actually remember from my mm-hmm. childhood, he died when I was like four, right, and. Uh, he was a really interesting character, and, and his he was born in the U.S., but his father immigrated. His father and mother both immigrated from Bern, Switzerland, and so that was pretty well known in the family. Right? You know, yeah, we knew. That, yeah, I've known. Yeah, I know that Graham was Swiss. Uncle Jim had already uh, Graham's right. brother had already right. made the trip to Switzerland to see the ancestral home and the church and found records oh, cool. there. And he was. Oh, another, I didn't know that. He got into genealogy, and in his retirement, he spent a lot of oh, time. Oh, did he? On. I didn't I, know that. That's I cool. didn't. Yeah, it was funny because we visited once, and I started getting into. He and I like he was. This is like in his very later years, but he was. He and I like went off in the other room while Jennifer <laughs> and the kids were with, busy with Betty, and and he and I were like talking genealogy. We're all talking about the family. Oh, that's we're cool. all excited about it and stuff. That's and, neat. And the uh, the women were rolling their eyes and saying, oh, there you go. <laughs> "Of course, we lost our husbands again." So that was what that was fun. It was kind of neat to connect with Jim like that. And and so cool. anyway, he he knew a lot, but but um. It has a lot of a lot of cool stuff, but I I just like to look up records and do the research myself to see mm-hmm. what I can find and kind of independently because you never know. And so anyway, I found uh, Gross Papa Grimm, as Granny used to call him, and uh, uh, John John Grimm, Johan 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 Grimm. Mm-hmm. And so uh, his, said his he had immigrated. So he had, his so he had actually immigrated here. He and then his he immigrated to Springfield, Ohio, from Bern, Switzerland, straight to Springfield, Ohio. <laughs> right. Not sure is, the draw, but we love it. <laughs> and so there was a, it was like a community and yeah. of of uh, uh, folks from I, I guess from the the, the Swiss and German. Oh, okay. Uh, in in that neighborhood in Springfield, and he must have I don't know how long it was before maybe they were already engaged before they came. I don't know, but uh, his wife Marie Anneler. On a n n a l e r, so stuff like a mm-hmm. French Swiss uh, ancestry for her, and um, married and had a family, and they had six kids. Yeah, I think. Yeah, right, right. So, and uh, Granddaddy Grimm is one of them. He's like one of the, the younger ones, maybe a middle, middle or younger. Mm-hmm. And anyway, uh, but on the death certificate, it said for for John Grimm, it said that, and it was. The, the report the person that reported the information was Granddaddy Grimm. It was mm-hmm. Fred okay. Fred Grimm, Frederick Grimm. Right. And um, he reported that his father had been a profession they they put the, pro- the person's profession in there. They put, right on the they older put, death certificates they put the actual profession and like the, they also put um, uh, the parents the, the father's name, the father's mm-hmm. name and the mother's maiden name, which is so that's tremendously huge, huge because that's you never to, get that information. Okay, so if somebody's at home trying to track down some things, if they can get a hold of an older death certificate, that part of it would be at least the Ohio ones. Be, were. Yeah, mean, the Ohio it, ones were, but sure. I don't know about other states. But but right. uh, that was a, at least. A but that's a good place to great great look, though, thing. if they're looking for something that they yeah, like if you can get a hold of the old death certificate. That would be because there was so much information. And what else was on there? That's my favorite part, though. So, yeah. So his profession was br- uh, brewmaster at the Springfield Brewing Company, mm-hmm. and that was the first I'd ever heard it. 
I was like, wow, that's so cool. He, he worked. I mean, for one thing, I did, there was never a brewery there when I was a kid. You know, right. Yeah, life. it would close, I think, around Prohibition or before Prohibition, I think. Yeah, Sprinkle Brewing Company uh, ended its operations about the time Prohibition came along. And right. maybe, it was, I, maybe it was on decline already and it just right. kind of pushed him over the edge. Right, but, right, right. But I think at that time he retired and... <clears throat> Uh, maybe he did other things. Um, yeah, because I think it said, uh, was it thirty-two or thirty-five years or something like? I forget. I, I'm not looking at it, but I think it was said. I think it said was, that he was a brewer for. So he. It wasn't just like he did this a little bit. Like this was, you know, it was. It must have been a big thing, and it was must have been what he'd been doing for most of his life because I think it said like thirty some years, like thirty-two years. Yes. And it said the years, you know, he retired. He wasn't so. just a brewery worker, he was a brewmaster. Uh, brew right, right. Which was pretty cool. So he had some yeah. expertise in, in the art, and, you know, that was... Absolutely. So that, that I just, uh, I shared it with, with family, and, and, and I thought that was kind of neat, and some people thought it was neat, others didn't. But yeah. <laughs> I thought it was cool. But John so, yeah. thought it was really yeah, cool. Yeah, so I kind of latched onto it, and I'm actually going to have another uh, podcast... Maybe I've just interviewed me, but just to talk about how I got my book published and how I got started. But that was a big key because I, I mean, it was a phone conversation with, with David and I was like, he was like, oh, you know what? I found something really interesting. And he's like, did you know that our great, great grandfather Grimm was a brewer at the Springfield Brewery? And I was like, I had no idea. Like we had never heard of that. You know, it just, and I, I mean, maybe dad knew or it just wasn't something that was pertinent information. And, and I just thought, wow, that was so cool. And then you had said, you're like, well, I thought about brewing beer. And I was like, you know, I thought about brewing beer. Maybe I should brew some beer. And I, I got started and I started brewing beer and I brewed like a bunch of batches that year. And it was just kind of neat how that yes. that little piece that David did this research <laughs> and happened to find this death certificate that it really changed. I mean, it just changed the course of my life. It's, you know, I, I might not even be doing this podcast right now if it wasn't for that. And I have a book and it's just kind of neat how that little thing that, you know, he did this research and tracked this back and found this interesting, you know, bit of, bit of evidence, and it just turned <laughs> turned things differently. So, it yeah. Was, yeah, it was kind of like took on a life of its own, and I, <laughs> I you know, despite my you know initial curiosity about brewing, I I, I I brewed one batch, and actually you helped me. You bought me the kit, I did, yes. and helped me. To walk through it, and then it turned out eh, it was okay. I, it was drinkable, but it's always good. And I, I always keep saying, I, "I'm gonna try. I'm gonna do some brewing. I'm gonna." And so John just excelled in leaps and bounds, and became you know a, almost like a local celebrity. And so that was kind of neat. How it that is happened. cool. Yeah, well, I had no. It was idea. all because you had done some research and you had found. Like again, it's like, and, it, and I have a like a picture of the. Of the desert deck, but it's really funny because it's literally like you know it's like three or four words, and it was like that three or four words that David found with a couple of dates on it, and it like totally mm -hmm. changed what I've done, and I just think that's neat. But I, but to help people at home, I I think the the death certificates can be a very, very informative. And again, we don't know what other ones looked at different states necessarily, but definitely the ones in Ohio had a lot of information. And it seems like the older ones have a lot of information. You know, they, mm -hmm. the fact that they have what their profession was and it had the years that he was doing that and, and how, you know, exactly how what he, what he died from and all those things that are normally on there. But I thought that was, that was pretty cool too. So let's, so what else? I know you've done um, a little bit. I, I don't know all the details, but I know you've done a little bit of search uh, you've kind of tracked down like through some cemeteries and some gravestones to track a few things down. Did that, is there any tips on how to do that? Did that actually come up? Did you actually find anything that was important there or was it, you know, cause I know you, you kind of tracked a few things down 
years ago, and I don't know if that helped the search or if it just made it more confusing. Or <laughs> uh, I, you take all the data you can. I mean, I always had to rely on internet stuff because I didn't have time to go traveling and looking at things like the old, the you know, the old school way of doing genealogy. But well, I did visit one cemetery near the near the. Uh, you know, J- James Wilcox's. I was tracking down. You know, the the Wilcox like out, Lemon family. South of Zanesville. And... It was near. It was north of Zanesville. Mm-hmm. It was where his property was in the um, early 1800s, and um, there was a church there that supposedly some lemons were buried there. So I went there and found some fragments of gravestone that had basically James Lemon, who was the son-in-law of James Wilcox, mm-hmm. and uh, who I knew about. Um, and uh, not not him buried there, but his wife, Mary Wilcox Lemon. I found her gravestone. It was just pieces of, of gravestone that oh, I wow. sort of put together and uh, sort of put them in the the, twi- the sun was going down. And I had only a, a short time <laughs> to do this. And I took pictures of it to the point where you could almost read it. It was very worn. And, mm-hmm. and I put the pieces sort of together there. To take. That was kind of neat. That was the only yeah. sort of real grave yard adventure but i guess most of what i'm doing is i mean i i look for where is this person buried and and nowadays actually there's this find a grave has become a a a real genealogical resource also which is free at least it so far i mean i think they're sure always things can change but (laughs) but it's become a a way of tracking down information too yeah because gravestones grave markers are you know, yeah, that would be fairly accurate, and I think, I mean, you could get. It's a direct there's not a witness. lot of information on there, of, but yeah, but at least history. right, and then you've got, you know, then you can verify, like maybe you thought you had some birth and death dates and things, and then of course, you know, people that are related are usually buried together too. So mm-hmm. maybe there's the wife buried there too, and maybe you see yeah. what her maiden name was on the gravestone, or so. Mm-hmm. You know, I could see how that could kind of help piece things together, or even kind of solidify or verify some of the facts you had from some other sources mm-hmm. that may or may not have been yeah, super you, accurate, I guess. So yeah, I guess you'll get all these pieces yeah. together. Yeah, so you sort of have to weigh, you know, <clears throat> which of these is the more reliable data point that you should be, you know, you know, basing right. your story, your, the narrative of history. That you're, right. And it's a narrative of history that you're putting together. To me, I mean, I'm not so interested in just... I mean, I like the detective work. That's really oh, fascinating. Oh, absolutely. That's but, fun. But to me, what what I found from genealogy is that you find your your place in in the stream of history. Um, the, the surprising thing that I found is I had no idea how many of the people in our family tree, if you go back far enough... You know the family's been here, and some branches of it. Not this, the 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 Grimms are the ones that were probably the most recent right. um, uh, immigrant. Right. Uh, but um, the uh, just the depth of the family tree in the United States, and like how long how the, they've actually been here. Lots of lots of people fought in this. Lots of people in our family tree were in the Civil War. Oh, uh, wow. Lots of lots of people. You find them connected to historical events, but you not just you know. Oh, neat! You know that person was connected with a historical event, right. but you try to imagine what life was like for them. You try to imagine. You feel you feel kind of connected to them. You relate to them. You know, there's yeah. somebody that that knew. You know that that would have been glad to know about you if they if they could. Right. 
And you think about how they lived and you think about how they existed at that time in history and how the historical events going on around them influenced their, the trajectory of their lives and of the family. That's the part I really like. I like sort of um, the learning history through genealogy. You yeah, learn, like you, placing you them and be like, oh, well, our ancestors were here and he fought in. These are real people. Yeah, yeah, like it's so neat. Like this is what really happened. Oh, that's so cool. That is neat. Yeah. That, that's what that's what kind of pretty much kept me sort of kept me going in the in the genealogy because it it can be quite sometimes it gets kind of discouraging because you know you you just meet dead ends and there's not much you can do for for example uh, Marie Anelaire <laughs> Anelaire who is um, Granddaddy Grimm's mother I have no information about her parents that I've wow. been able to find anywhere um, and but but uh, John Grimm I. There was some uh, genealogy website in Switzerland that actually had. I was able to connect to him. It kind of stopped. Oh, but oh, it was like oh, that, so that they, guy left for America, right? You know? so, oh, that, yeah, <laughs> it was that's kind of the, it was kind of the, the 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 jumping off point for them. But for me, it was like sure. oh, that's him. That's, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it was so the, the, right the genealogy date. there in Switzerland. Yeah, they're like oh, right, birthday, this is it. We have no more information name. on this guy because he left. <laughs> yeah. So and and then so yeah. So it kind of verified the information you had on him, and then the time frame about when he left and so migrated to the U.S. So, well, that's kind of cool. So, so, but, but she's, but that's actually one of the shortest uh, lines of tr- of uh, you know ancestry that I've been able to trace was right. um, the you know gross mama, right, uh, right. I don't know anything, and so, but most of the other family tree lines I've gone back to at least the early 1800s if not like late 1700s and then some of them you connect to a family tree that's ha- it's it's really interesting that can go back to you know colonial pre-colonial you can go back into England like right so I won't yeah, bore no, you that's with cool. those no, details that's but there's cool. a lot of interesting that. stories there that's cool so what about um, another kind of source of somebody's doing some ancestor history um, tracking is I know you talked a little bit to me about um, at other times about um, I, I guess it's is it ship logs or immigration papers or what's that called as they as they're coming yeah. into like Ellis Island or coming into the United States they yeah, have it, they have a log so you, yeah. have you tracked a little bit of that to find some information too yeah I think that like the Ellis Island uh, <clears throat> records are pretty extensive but we didn't really have anybody who came that I know of that came through Ellis Island I think that was more like later. Okay. Uh, more recent immigration than okay. what we like, like John Grimm in eighteen seventies. Um, okay. Uh, maybe right. he could have. Okay. He could have. I mean, but there were other ports that people immigrated to. I, so I, right. I think I might have. I can't remember how much, how far I got finding his immigration. Uh, like how he. It's interesting to find out. You know, what was their journey to get here? How did they? You know, which. So how did they find, travel? So you can how find they out, make their way from yeah, their Yeah, so you hometown, can find the information possibly of like port, what ship the they, ship. does it say what ship they had? And and I know, I'm going to guess this is going to be similar to some other information too, that that, that it may not be accurate. Because I know I've heard stories of how, um, you know, somebody's tracking back their family name and like, or, you know, ours is Lemon. And well, then it ends up being spelled differently. And then, you know, whatever they come across and they try to spell it and the person writing it down couldn't spell it right. And so then they drop, you know, and then their their name changes. It's the Lamont or something different. Change, yeah. yeah. The names can, and, then a lot of names <clears> and I'm sure there's some typos and things. Like, like Johan became John, you know. Right. 
But well, if you're uh, an immigrant coming in, you, you know, you probably don't know English, possibly. So then you're just, you know, telling them what your name is, and then I, I'm sure there can be errors there as well. So, like anything else, it's all yeah, it's all like part of the narrative. You know, those things that that happened, and so. You got to be careful, and you know some of the sources can be flat, <clears throat> flat wrong. You know, you can right. see somebody or some well-meaning person has put their version of the family tree that you might right. be connected to, right. and when you're looking at it, you got to see if it if it passes a you know does this make does right. this, could this well? Really I guess happen? the whole I guess the whole thing is kind of like what you know kind of circle back to what you start about it. So if somebody's going to look into you know tracking back their family tree, you know the first steps would be to just you know, obviously talk to your oldest, you know, take your grandparents if you can, or great grandparents, if you're lucky enough to have them around and just kind of to, to try to start getting some names and some dates and some information and mm-hmm. knowing that maybe what they remember might not be true, but if you can, you can start tracking it back and then, then you can use, you know, maybe ancestry.com or some other things or find some death certificates and then start, you know, really getting some hard evidence mm-hmm. too, to be like, Oh, cool. And then, like you said, even yes. checking out gravestones and be like, Oh, well this has, information when they were born and died and okay that's the same as the death certificate and this is the same as my grandmother said and so i think it's Mm kind of neat to kind of put the whole puzzle together Mm -hmm. to kind of and the more you know it's just you're investigating you're kind of putting a case together like okay what did this what is the most likely scenario right and then like you said i think you i think the other part that was really cool that you said too is you kind of have to guess you have to make up what you think the story is Mm -hmm. and you're like okay well they lived here well why did they live here and you kind of come up with the, the story of your own and then try to go back and prove that or disprove it depending on what actual mm-hmm. evidence you can find. Exactly. It's, it's, it's really detective work and not, it's just pretty much the same thing. And, um, you, yeah, you gotta be careful that, you know, you don't get too invested in a story that, that might, you know, prove to be wrong. And, uh, uh, you know, sometimes completely wrong. Like I, I that, that's just recently <clears throat> happened. You know, where I was like, oh, wow, this looks really exciting. I'm connected to this, and right. then you look oh, into it, like, to this, then, then you read like, a little well, bit more about it, and you find out, well, you know, say, uh, uh, people have disputed this, uh, you know, this connection in the family, it's, right? So, right, it was, it's funny. It's, it's, it just happens it's hard all to, the time. I'm sure. Yeah, it is kind of cool. So, but some of the. Um, so I guess at some point, I think you track back, and I think this is pretty legit, uh, that we're related to the Bogarts at some point, Humphrey Bogart, is that? Oh, yeah. So, so, that's the, a, so that was kind of a neat sort of, you just kind of happened upon that story, which is kind of cool. I you find all the time uh, common uh, ancestors with people that you've heard of. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the Humphrey Bogart thing was neat. Because so what happened is there's a... Uh, I'm tracing back a family tree and I'm getting information from other family trees online or getting, you know, uh, or just directly f- doing, f- getting it from, um, uh, uh, census, uh, records and things like that. So there was a Bogart, uh, name in, in the, mm-hmm. the, in the family tree on mom's side. And I thought, oh, uh, well, I kept tracing it back and there was, there was a lot of genealogical information. It went back to some, uh, so through the, uh, the, the Dutch colonial uh, era in, <laughs> mm-hmm. in New York and the, the, the new New Amsterdam and 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 going or new uh, uh, New Netherlands, but anyway, going back to the old country and the Netherlands, and there was this guy, Inden uh, Bogertman, uh, was something <laughs> like that, and it was where the name Bogart came from, and uh, I was like, okay, I'm just going to see 
if there's because these famous people will have oh so and so's family tree. So right, you go to, right, you say, right. Okay, what about Humphrey Bogart? I bet that's a common ancestor. Sure. So I go to, so I go to Humphrey Bogart's uh, genealogy somewhere. Just Google search, <clears throat> and you, you know, sure enough, it traces back to the same guy. So, we're like, so it's like, okay, you're we're related. We're totally related. We're, I mean, it's seven know. generations or whatever it is. Remember, so he was but. like, uh, yeah, you'd say like, well, our great grandmother was his. Um, you know, <laughs> sixth cousin or something like that. Yeah. So, and that's sometimes true. you find out, you know, you're related to somebody that's like, oh boy, I don't know if I want to be related to them. Right. That's anyway. true. Yeah. The, yeah. They could be famous or infamous. So yeah, yeah. you're like, wait a minute, I'm related to you. I so, thought that was neat though. Cause I, so there's like a, like a fourth cousin of grannies on, um, on one side. And I, I found a common, <laughs> common ancestor with, uh, uh, Senator, the late Senator Ted Stevens, who was Alaska Senator. Oh. <laughs> and, and he was, uh, infamous for having said, uh, you know, when describing to his fellow senators, the internet is a series of tubes. So, <laughs> oh, that's even funnier that you use the internet to track it back to that. So. It was funny. Yeah. So, but he's, you know, he's, he's also, you know, he has like the, an airport named after him. He was like, you know, right, right. well-known person. Though, and so it's like, that okay, that's kind of neat to be, you know, you, you yeah. find, you know, like I said, uh, <laughs> Yeah, some things Careful you want to know. Yeah, be prepared that you will find right. things that you may not have been <laughs> intending to find. But no, that's so cool. I always think that's a good story. I think, I think so, that's yeah, the I, Humphrey Bogart. There's so thing, many. So. I mean, there's so many stories that I've, I've. Oh, like every time I sit down, I'm like, okay, what? I've got 15 minutes here. Maybe I can do some searching. I use the the software tools and and. Yeah. FamilySearch.org is a good. Also, mm-hmm. I have software that connects to FamilySearch.org and actually tries to match ancestors. And then I'm like, oh look, uh, there's there's they got the parents of this person now. And so I start going up the going up the the chain and up the tree and pull, pulling down data. And you got to watch it because sometimes those are erroneous. Sure, it's yeah, um, it's like Wikipedia. I'm sure there's things can be. You but know, you get going be, on it. It's like, oh, this is that's kind of cool. It's like, oh, can't wait. <laughs> you know, so that's neat. Uh, I love the, that. The um, I forget where I was going with this, but <laughs> um, yeah, um, you start you start uh, uh, you know following down up up the family tree as far as you can, and and then and and then you find something kind of surprising and it's right. it's exciting and then this has just happened over and over and over again yeah. so so that's what keeps you going that's yeah keeps- i think so too and i think that's and like you said the detective work is the fun part you're just like trying to un- unearth this and then you're like oh wow look at this and then i don't know it's kind of fun it's kind of like you're a you're a local indiana jones tracking back some archaeology to figure yeah. out where you're your but times, you're not. You're so. an ordinary person, and you have a tool, <laughs> an extraordinary tool in right. the, the internet that we have. Right. And it is neat, though, because the databases, you know, like Family Search Org and different ancestry, like, as people put more, you know, as it gets more popular, people put more information in, mm-hmm. and they're able, and, and like you said, it could be good or wrong or right, but, but it, the more information that's in there, the more easily it is to track down and not only, yeah, What's easy to track down, but also easy to, or better, better, you're better able to sort of find, wait, this one seems more likely than that one. Right. And so you can, nowadays that's starting to happen more where you're like, okay, here's, here's two conflicting stories, right. which one seems to make right. the most sense. And so right. sometimes I make a judgment call 
Anyway, sure. but it's so it's so different from Granddad when he was doing the family genealogy. Well, you said he he had letter like he had actually written people to get information and yes. gotten letters back from people and well, yeah, that's a little some... different than using the internet today mm-hmm. to track down records. So and, and some of it was older relatives who were still living and very you know this was in the seventies so you had people who were a lot of people born in the nineteenth century nineteenth century who were still living that could sure. remember things. And so he would try to get that, to get letters. There was letters. There were, uh, I remember as a child, as a child as well, maybe not <laughs> teens or something, but he, we would go to the Ohio Historical Society in Columbus. And the building upstairs of the museum was the archives. And he would go there and he would take us to the museum, but then he'd go up right, in right. the archives. He'd sneak off in the archives. I think he spent a lot of time looking at microfilms and yeah. trying to track stuff down by the old fashioned way. And he spent a sure. tremendous amount of time. It's just and so found, much easier now Yeah, it would have to, been, do, to do what we do now. Yeah. So. Well, that's so cool, David. I appreciate I appreciate the insight. That's really interesting, and I think there's some uh, some tips and some pointers on uh, on p- if people are interested in looking up their family tree and trying to get an idea of what's going on. And there's a lot uh, of resources. There's a lot of th- ways for people to do different sort of kinds of research in their own to their own liking. Yeah, so, and I'm going to put um, some of the links to this in the show notes, uh, like FamilySearch.org and different things um, that David has used. That, that can help people out too. So, well, my uh, my drink is gone, and so we're gonna wrap this up. Mine is but I wanted, gone. Yeah, but it's been gone for a while. There, <laughs> I'm drinking but, the melted <laughs> ice here. So I wanted to finish with. Uh, I'm trying out a new question to finish with for my podcast. I'm trying to search for a new question. So if anybody can leave a comment on what they think would be a great question that they would like to to hear me ask of my guests. Um, but the question I have is, what is the best drink that you've ever had? Or what's the best drink you've ever had in the last year? So, <laughs> I, what's your favorite drink, or something along those lines? Well, I'd say I I I have very little. And it doesn't have to be alcoholic. It could drinks. be chocolate milk. It could be you know, on Christmas Day, or it could be whatever you th- whatever thing you think. Well, I found that I like beer, and it must be the Swiss in me or something. Or I the, mean, well, with your great great grandfather was a brewmaster at the Springfield the Brewery, so how could you not like beer? But yes, <laughs> lots of yeah, lots of German and stuff, but. uh I would say yeah, it would be a beer, and I I really like so it, it's it's the the place and the, the the beer and the place and the the, the time. So I would say you know like uh, this last summer, as like in some years past, we vacationed in Delaware, mm-hmm. the Bethany Beach, Rehoboth area, and we go out to a restaurant and have uh like a dogfish head oh yeah because the dogfish's head is from out there actually just have a have a draft or have a i guess it's a 90 minute ipa or something just oh yeah just a good a good ipa with some really good food and and it's a good family yeah while while having a relaxing time with family spending some time with family so that's awesome that's that's a good drink dogfish head is an excellent beer i love ipas so yeah well cool well david this has been awesome having you on i really appreciate it and again uh if you want to check out the show notes that is at uh, onedrinkwithjohn.com, and I appreciate everybody listening. Thanks for coming out, David, and cheers, everyone.